SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to welcome Dr. Sombe Makuluma, who is uh, from Ethicals Medico Legal Advisor. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Makuluma. Hi, 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 Patricia. I'm happy to be here, and I would like to greet all your late night listeners. We are glad that you have joined us, Doctor, and I'm sure that this is one of those discussions that a lot of people in the medical fraternity are having uh, around this uh, wonder drug, and I'm saying wonder very loosely as a term, (laughs) because I haven't heard many statistics around it, but I know that it has uh, really shaken the South African courts. Firstly, let's talk about the the, the case and the the winning for the utilization of ivermectin um, to uh, COVID-19 patients. What did this set as a president in the in the medical fraternity? I think it's important to give the proper context in terms of you know I mean the the the, the court order came in about a day or two ago, so it's important for us to have a better understanding of what the implication is all about. I mean, from our own perspective as health professionals and medical legal advisors, it doesn't make a very big difference from the initial court order that came in, I think it was in February, on the use of ivermectin. So, yes, it could be seen as a win, but you still have to follow proper protocols in terms of administering this particular drug. Now, let, let's talk about these protocols because uh, obviously there were those who were uh, pro and those who were against the use of this particular uh, anti-parasitical drug. So what is the correct protocol that the laws have uh, adhered to? I think, I think the, first, the first point here, I think, for the benefit of all the listeners is that, you know, ivermectin, it's a drug that has been around for a number of years but it has been used for animals. I mean, as a, as a boy who grew up in the rural areas and who had some small, some animals at home, I really know, you know, we had some ivermectin injection for parasitic use. In South Africa, the drug has not been registered for human consumption or for human use. Until a, f- a few studies, you know, that said maybe it can be used for, you know, um, treatment of COVID-19. But, you know, if we understand the full scientific process for a drug to be administered to human beings, it's then it goes through very stringent processes and protocols. In this case, which is ivermectin, firstly, the South African Health um, Products Regulatory Authority is the one that really says, yes, doctors, pharmacists, you can use this drug. It's safe for human use. Ivermectin, until recently, has not been approved as a drug that can be used for human use. When I say until recently, it's because only now in March, where a cream for some skin disease has been approved that contains an active ingredient that is ivermectin. 
Now, the question that you're asking is, what do we need to do to actually, you know, as health, as health professionals, what do we actually need to do to administer the drug to humans? There are several protocols. Actually, there are two approaches that now, based on the latest court order. The first one is what is known as a Section 21 approach, where drugs that contains ivermectin, you have to apply to the SAPRA, which is the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, to administer this drug to a named patient. When say a named patient, it, it has to be known that I'm, uh, this doctor will administer the drug to Patricia. And here are Patricia's details. However, not just any drug. The drug has to be in the country legally, not via illegal processes or via processes that are unauthorized or unapproved. That is in one way. The second one now, which came in two days ago, was there's a process called compounding, meaning a drug that has been approved for use, you know, approved compounding individuals or institutions. Compounding might sound very um, difficult or very, I, I don't know how to put it, a complex thing. Compounding is like, you know, you take the active ingredient, it's just like, like a recipe. You know, you're given a recipe to do something, you break down whatever that recipe is, you take the active ingredient, remix it, so that it can be delivered better for that particular use. So basically what the court order says is that, well, now that there's one product that has just been improved, approved, for human consumption or for human use, because it's a topical cream, basically. Now, the ivermectin now, for those people that are approved to do compounding, take that, mix it up, uh, alter it, put new ingredients for use in COVID-19. So not just anybody can just take, oh, now, now that I'm a doctor that can dispense or that I can prescribe, let me just do it. No, there's a full process that needs to be followed. Now, the, the thing for me, and especially when we are talking about prescribing it to a person that is a known person with proper contact details and the likes, um, yes. it, it, it makes me beg the question, could we not be opening ourselves up to a bit of fraudulent activity in order for some medical professions, uh, professionals to get their hands on this particular drug? Why I say this is purely because we've heard that even with the vaccines, some medical professionals have uh, fraudulently put their families and spouses and children in line um, to get the vaccine with the first batch of vaccine, uh, people who are being vaccinated, which was illegal. So could we not get medical professionals who might get their hands on this drug uh, purely because they know the system? No. Let, let, let's, let's take a step back. And the step back is, firstly, as we speak today, 
there is no ivermectin product or drug or medication that is that can be used for human consumption as we speak today because of what because for that drug to be used it means either one it has been legally important imported into the country by legal importation it means we know who the manufacturer is we know who has imported the drug we know that this what that drug contains meaning is just is is it just ivermectin or it has many other components it has to be tested in the country first before it can be distributed and be used that is the first point Secondly, you can access the drug by compounding. Because the ruling came in two days ago, there is nobody at this point in time who's got the legal drug that has already been compounded and that has been approved for use. So, once the drug that has been approved for use, then it becomes open. You know, it's not a magic drug. You know, and also it's still going through what you would call your clinical trial phases. That is why in the court ruling it says, Satra, firstly, it says it has to be given by a doctor who has a dispensing license, meaning that doctor has the approval from government to give out or prescribe or dispense a drug. That's the first thing. But secondly, it has to be given to a named patient. Thirdly, the named patient has to understand that this is a testing drug. It's not a drug that we know that it works very well. We are testing it because of some studies that has, that have been done that says, oh, it's got some effectiveness, you know, in vitro, meaning that in the lab. Now we are testing it in you as a person we do not know the correct dose we do not know the side effects we do not know the long-term implications when we say long term we say look we don't know what could happen to you in the next day the next hour in the next week in the next month so you as a patient you have to agree that fine I want to participate in this experiment or in this trial. So at this point, you're not going to walk out and you go to a pharmacy and you buy ivermectin or you get prescribed that ivermectin. No. Atim, as we are talking to Dr. Makuluma of Ethicals um, Medico Legal, and is an advisor there, we are looking at uh, the implications of administering ivermectin uh, to COVID-19 patients. And very interesting that, yes, this drug has now been made legal, but there are two ways of getting it. But not only that, 
um, there's also a caveat. It has not been tested. So if you're going to be getting it, um, you must be aware of the fact that it was lab tested. Very interesting for me. I think it should be interesting for you as well as an A-team. If you've got a question and you want to ask Dr. Makuluma, and I know there's also people who have used ivermectin, um, and I, I know this because they called in on this show and told us that it helped them to prevent themselves from getting COVID-19 and then to help friends and so on, please call in. Let, let, let's discuss even the, the fact on how did you know what dosage to take? Call in on 011-482-1863, alternatively 011-714-2006. You can send uh, WhatsApps to 0614-104-107. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Um, now, we are talking issue of ivermectin and how it can be administered to COVID-19 patients. Our guest is uh, Dr. Makuluma. Uh, doctor, you know, I'm, I'm reading here from Judge Kassim's Sadwala's um, um, order. And there's, there's a part that says a medical practitioner may initiate treatment with uh, ivermectin at the same time as submitting an application for the individual to the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority. So does this then mean that you don't need to get the consent first before administering them or uh, submit the information first before administering the medication? Now, now what, what, what that means is that Let's take a case. Let's take a let, let, let's pretend that we are all doctors, and you know he is a COVID nineteen patient who is extremely sick, and we we've tried a lot of different medications, and say the family says, um, "Doctor, can you please try ivermectin?" This is a patient that is extremely sick. Now, the doctor says, fine, we can try ivermectin. But firstly, I have to apply to the SAPTRA. That is what what they call the Section 21 application. Now, in the meantime, I will give you this drug. The normal processes would have been apply, wait, get the approval. But now these are extreme cases. This is a patient who's between life and death, according to the doctor's assessment. Then the doctor says, I'm filling in an application. At the same time, I'm giving you the drug. Why do we do that? Or why would the doctor need to do that? Because the law requires that you actually register all the patients that would be given this ivermectin because it has to be a named patient and you have to record the benefits, the risks, the side effects, the complications that this patient might develop after administering this drug. And the dosage and the frequency, you have to record all of that. So that court order, it says, you can do the processes in parallel. It doesn't say that just give without following the due process of um, applying to the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority. 
Okay, that that makes it very clear. That makes it absolutely very clear. I've got some questions here from uh, other um, A-teamers on WhatsApp. And uh, uh, Lorraine says, have animals been tested for this virus? Have animals been tested for the virus? Yes. Meaning COVID? Yes. I am really not sure. But what I know is that ivermectin is a drug that has been used for parasitic infestation for animals, both for internal parasites and external parasites. Whether animals have had COVID or not, that part I have no idea. And then uh, Anonymous here asks on uh, SMS, is ivermectin used for human consumption in any other part of the world? Ivermectin is used for human consumption in some different other parts of the world, but under controlled conditions for what they call your river blindness, um, elephantiasis, basically for some parasites that would affect human beings. You know, for instance, in South Africa, you would apply to use it for scabies. In some cases, if you use it for head lice. So, yeah, but has it been used in any part of the world for viral infections? No, I do not have an idea. I do not. I tried looking for it, but I don't know of any country in the world that's using it for viral infections. So now that's that's where my question would come in that, I mean, how did we get or we get to a place where ivermectin is being popularized uh, for uh, combating or assisting to cure or uh, heal patients with COVID-19 if it has been used for parasitical uh, sicknesses as opposed to viral sicknesses like COVID-19? Yes, as, as, as I say that, I am not aware. I am not saying that it has not happened. So what ha- I understand yeah. is that what I understand is that there is a study that was published that showed that as to how the researchers started testing ivermectin on the viral infections, I am not sure of that background. Mm. But what prompted the whole world actually to start looking at this at, at ivermectin was the study that was published that showed that it was effective in reducing the replication of this virus in the lab. Then it became clearer that if ivermectin reduces the replication of the virus in the lab, maybe it's able to reduce the viral replication inside a human body. That's when everything started. And there were several other studies that happened in India, in Brazil, and somewhere in the U.S. that maybe ivermectin is not is good for COVID-19 or for the for SARS, SARS, you know, um, the virus that caused um, COVID-19. Sure. But, but the, I think I think for me the, the big the big issue here that we need to all understand is that. Let's just take a step back and we say, firstly, the medical practitioners, the first thing that we are taught and the first thing that public and, you know, patients know is that first 
do no harm. Meaning, whatever you administer to a patient, whatever kind of treatment you give to a sick person, you are not going to make that person worse than the way that patient is. Now, in untested drugs, from a scientific point of view, in unapproved drugs, from a regulatory point of view, as health professionals, you want to make sure that you are extremely sure that what you are given has been approved and you have some predictability as to what you would expect after giving this drug. In this case, yes, some patients would say, oh, I became better. One side to that is that that is very good. If it is ivermectin that has made that patient better, it needs to be recorded. What dose, what frequency, how long did you take, what happened? So that in future, you are able to say ivermectin works because from a clinical trial point of view, the drug has been approved for use in this dose, in this frequency, for this period. It seems like there's a there's still a lot of ongoing research here, but nonetheless, we are glad that uh, there's something happening when it comes to COVID-19. I've got someone on the line, Anonymous. Good evening. Good evening to you and your guest, uh, um, Patricia. I just want to inquire if ivermectin and Johnson Johnson did do they have the same similarities, and uh, do even provincial hospital is now do they have sufficient of the vaccine for the senior citizens? Uh, uh, in in uh, around the country, and I was I spoke to a doctor a few months ago. His dad is a doctor, but he's a dentist. Uh, he's a dentist, but his dad is a doctor. Many years, you know, experience. He says that in uh, France they do have a, a vaccine for COVID nineteen, which is much better. I, I I don't know how how true it is, but that's what he brought to me and explained what it does, how it uh, it coats onto your, you know, onto your lungs and uh, coats inside your bloodstream where it protects you, uh, protects the virus from getting inside you. Uh, it's something, yeah, I don't know if anybody knows about it, uh, in France. Okay. The vaccine that they are using in France for COVID-19. All right, let's allow uh, Dr. Makuluma to okay. respond. Thank Thanks, you. Anonymous. Uh, Doc, um, Anonymous gives us a couple of questions there. Yeah, I think I think it is important for us to have a very clear distinction between vaccine and treatment. Ivermectin is not a vaccine. Ivermectin is used for treating the virus. Well, let me put it differently. Ivermectin is used under clinical trial conditions to see if it will be effective in treating the virus. Now, the question around the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, vaccine has got a very different approach in terms vaccines are for prevention, meaning you get injected the vaccine, the body responds by producing its own antibodies so that when the virus comes into your body, the body is ready to fight. However, ivermectin or antiviral agents are not really vaccines. So that's a big difference between the two. So the, uh, the, the question from Anonymous 
really it, it talks to a completely different um, uh, line of um, managing the total control of this viral infection because that total control goes with vaccination which prevents infections once you are infected you get treatment which is ivermectin so the two are not on the same lane if i can put it that way the other one is on the n1 south the other one is on the n12 and then she also asks about uh, if there are sufficient vaccines already available in uh, healthcare uh, facilities for senior citizens it's important for me not to make any comment around that because as we know that in the country, the vaccines are just ordered by government and I am nowhere close to government. Mm. So the, whether we have enough or not, I may have an opinion, yes, but it, it, I think it's safe for me to say I'm not qualified to give that response. And the issue of the vaccine that they're using in France, she mentioned, have you ever heard of such? Again, I don't want to get into that because, again, in South Africa, there is a vaccination program that is being used. And I think it's fair for us to follow what our government and our local scientists are giving us as advice. Mm, okay. So I wouldn't want to go there and make. I know I know what 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 she's talking about, but I think it's just fair that we we, we stick to what our government and our scientists are advising us at this point. So it, without you saying it, but from what I'm reading is that not all vaccines for COVID nineteen are equal, and we should just be happy with the lot that we have. <laughs> I think I think it's. Like, That's an important comment because, I mean, we know that we've got various, you know, named different vaccines that have worked in different parts of the world or did not work or have these side effects. So, I mean, it is is understandable that new disease, new research, learning every day, you know, it is expected in the scientific world and in the health or medical community that, you know, there's no standard protocols at this point. There are no standards that are known that this is what works all over the world. So that is why I'm saying that let us trust our government. Let us trust our own scientists and follow what, you know, the, the program they are currently using. I think it is important also to understand that demographics play a very important role. You may find that the conditions in France, as Anonymous had said, and the conditions in South Africa are completely different. And therefore, the effectiveness of any drug or any vaccine might be different. The viral strains might be very different. But I don't want, us, I don't want to go into that. Excellent. Let's uh, go to Ndombigayise, who's uh, holding patiently on the line. A-team Ndombigayise, good evening. Uh, good evening, Patricia. Good evening, Dr. Uh, doctor, if I heard you clearly, you said the ivermectin that is here now has been imported. And uh, I want to find out, is there a, a, another ivermectin for the animals that's already here in the country? Thank you very much, Ndombigayise. Yeah. Let's allow doctor to respond. Dr. Makuluma? Dr. Makuluma? Yes. Yeah. 
You, you I can don't, respond. I don't know if you guys still... No, okay. you can respond. Okay, yeah, right. As I said at the beginning, ivermectin has been around for decades in the country, used for parasitic infections in animals. So ivermectin is a known drug that has been approved, that has been used. Um, So yes, there is ivermectin in the country, approved for animal use. South Africa did not have ivermectin product that was approved for human use. You would have to apply previously because of resistance cases, then you get a formal approval to use ivermectin to humans. So what we have now is ivermectin that can be imported into the country for human use. But the process of importing that, it has to follow due process. That is, the importer of ivermectin has to be a registered importer. The imported ivermectin has to be tested in South Africa before it can be used for human consumption. Even when you start using it now for COVID-19, there is the Section 21 approval process that needs to be followed, the one that I said at the beginning of this conversation, which is named patient, properly registered, dosages, the frequency, the duration, the adverse events, the benefits, everything has to be recorded. So, Dombegai say, we have the ivermectin, but one for human consumption. We do not have it as yet. It has to be imported, but going through a formal process. I mean, I, I, I know that there are lots of patients who say, now I've got ivermectin at the you know, that I got from a friend in another country. That is not the legal ivermectin. So now, after the the, the court hearing has uh, ruled uh, pro ivermectin, how many? Um, uh, I'm sure this is probably you going to be speculating, uh, but how many pharmaceuticals who are licensed in South Africa are gunning to get their hands on the legal ivermectin into South Africa? That's exactly what the court order said. The court order said the South African um, SAPRA must actually give the list. Firstly, SAPRA has got a list on their website of individuals or organizations or institutions that have got a license to import this drug. Now, the, the, the court order said SAPTRA must go back to court every three months to say these are the pharmaceutical companies or institutions or individuals that have been approved to compound or, or, and or to import. So at this point in time, I wouldn't give you a number. I would say we wait SAPRA because everything has to go through SAPRA. 
All right. So but that makes sense that uh, this process is going to be closed very, um, it's going to be watched very closely by the courts. After all, it impacts on human lives. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Dr. Makuluma. And I'm hoping that as and when SAPRA goes in to submit, mm-hmm. submit uh, these um, 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 candidates who are licensed to bring in the, the, the ivermectin into the country for human consumption, that you'll be able to come in and explain to us um, how they got to that particular list. So please do keep in touch with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good um, evening. Patricia. Have Thank a good you. evening. It's 11 o'clock now, A-teamers. We are going to Nandika Bukas with the News Bulletin.